Welcome to the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am your host, Michelle Berman-Michael, and my mission with this podcast is simple, to help realtors and loan officers across the world tap into the value Instagram can have for them and their business. To me, organic business that comes to us is the name of the game. On this show, you're going to hear from myself, other experts across social media, and also others that are just like you selling real estate and doing loans and doing it at a high level on social media. What's up guys. Welcome back to another episode of the coffee and questions podcast. I am Michelle Berman, Michael, your host, of course, and I am joined by a really, really fun friend and guest this morning. Um, I'm also doing my first ever podcast from a coffee shop because I just moved to a new city um, here in Clarksville, Tennessee, and my Wi-Fi is not set up and our hotspot decided to stop working this morning. So um, I am getting to talk to my friend at a coffee shop. But if you guys are not familiar with this gentleman, I hope by the end of this, probably close to an hour conversation, you are a raving fan of him as much as I am. Um, But none other than Curtis Finn, president of Red X, Um, And someone who I think within the first maybe seven minutes of meeting me had my entire disc profile perfectly pegged that it was almost creepy. Um, But Curtis, I'm so excited to have you. And and I think this is going to be a really thought provoking and and honest conversation. So welcome. Yeah, thank you so much. So happy to be here. And um, and it it took longer than seven minutes uh, because because you can be a natural skeptic until, you know, until you you see how it's going to go, but yeah, it was, it was fun and happy to be here and happy to, to, to have a chat. Yeah. I'm excited about this one. So if you guys are not familiar with Red X, I will let Curtis do like the formal introduction of really what his company does. Um, but there's two kind of prongs to the conversation that we're going to be talking about today, which I'm very passionate about. And I feel like it's very timely for what's going on right now. Um, and first and foremost, that is understanding the value of organic marketing um, and how you can leverage organic into paid and, and kind of what the order of that looks like, the transition of, of when does that make sense um, and how to do it in a way that's really actually going to allow you to capitalize versus uh, just kind of spending money to spend money, if you will. So Curtis, can you back us up and tell us all about Red X, who you are, how you became president and, and just really what ultimately your journey was leading to where you yeah. are now? Yeah, um, great. I mean, my my journey started long before I, I was at Red X. My journey started by being the kid that grew up, and everybody goes, "Oh, you're a little salesman," you know, and and uh, and and getting shut down on the playground because everybody's um, lunch money was was going to candy and you know with selling. So so I I've been fascinated with the idea of sales and and which then changed into a fascination with marketing and human behavior. For a long time, and it, and it happened pretty early on. I was I was doing a fundraiser uh, as a kid, uh, and in like junior high, and going door to door. And 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 my dad, who's a contractor, was like, "Don't ask them if they want any. Ask them how many they want." And just a closing question, right? And a some uh, like an assumptive closing question. And I remember asking the first person, like, "Well, I guess I'll just take one." And and I thought I figured out how to manipulate all humankind. Um, and, and so pretty early on, my fascination was with human behavior, um, and psychology. And it's kind of, kind of this, this, um, passion that I do and, and, and it's what I read about and it's what I study. Um, so, but in sales and marketing, 
I got connected with the the founder of Red X early on when they were a pretty small company. There was just a, a handful of people trying to trying to get out there in the industry. And they started with this idea of, hey, if we can help people get in front of the right audience, they didn't say that at the time, but that's the the language that that we understand it to be now is if we can help people understand the right audience who is going to buy or sell, we can help them increase their personal production. And so in the early days, it was expired listings and data and finding phone numbers to help agents get in front of expireds and FISBOs. And then the recession happened. We got really into short sales and pre-foreclosure data. And, and, and it was really about the audience and really about contact information, ways to communicate and connect with that audience. So dialer tools and you know mail merge and mapping routes and all of this stuff that we're doing to help facilitate an agent going out and getting in front of the right person. Uh, which is, I think, one of the reasons why you and I connected because that that's your whole business, right? Is is how can you organically get in front of the right people or the target audience? Um, and in real estate or mortgage or you know, really any any sales activity, it's you want to be in front of the person who's most likely to do business with you, most likely to transact with you. Um, even though that can be a, a, a naughty word, I think, in, in for some real estate agents, but they are transactions, and that's what we want to have happen. So yeah. Uh, so that that's how I've started. Been here for um, 17 years this month. So 17 wow. years in the industry, we've seen a lot over over that time, and you know, been been around the country um, with meeting great people like you, where we get on stage and educate and train and teach people how to how to increase their production. Um, and then to me, not to be too cliche or or, or cheesy, but if if you can increase your production at work, it work it it changes everything for you. It changes your family life and your it changes life. what you get to do and the impact you get to make. And so, um, and and that's exciting. So. Yeah, and I I think I want to not skip over something you said because you probably didn't even realize you said it, but it needs to be magnified because it's something I I was born to a, to say out loud, I guess, in a way. Um, but human psychology is a huge part of who and how we operate and, um, and how us as successful business owners, I believe are why we get to where we are, right. Or is a big part of how we get to where we are. And, and no matter what we're doing, um, entrepreneurship is all about sales period. If you're not a good salesperson, you're not a good entrepreneur. Um, and you and I were at a conference where we met a lot of people that had that same philosophy. Um, but even when I describe like what we do, like with beyond the method, it's, can you tap into the brains of your ideal client? And can you actually create content that's going to make them take their debit or credit card out of their wallet? Yeah. Uh, and in this case, we're talking about a transaction as big as a real estate purchase or sell. Um, and that's a big deal. That's a huge transaction. So if you're not focused on the, the psychology behind why that person is going to make a decision or not, you're doing it wrong. Um, right. and so I think, uh, that's really, really powerful. Um, my undergrad degree is in journalism and psychology, and most of my audience knows this, but my thought process there was if you're going to write about people, you have to understand how people operate and why people make the decisions that they make. Um, and so that's how we tie this into what we're doing. And I think that there's a really fun question here. Um, that's kind of more of a statement that will lead into several questions, I'm sure. But, um, what I do is organic, right? I teach people how to organically generate a presence or, or grow a presence that's going to translate into a scalable prospecting opportunity, right? So we're really, really passionate about having a very strong organic presence first before you leverage 
starting to spend money on ads because I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Curtis, I know you know the data better than I do. Um, but agents spend a crap ton of money on buying leads and they have no data to support them. And most of the leads that they're buying, they shouldn't have bought in the first place, no. in my opinion. Um, and NAR just did a, a, a study on a lot of those purchased internet leads and, and they resulted in saying this, um, they can be effective, but it's an average 14 month sales cycle with a 3% conversion rate. <clears throat> and so when you're paying $1,500 a month or, or $2,000 a month, you, you, you are spending $15,000 before you're even seeing any of the result on, on the other side. Um, and 14 month and, and, you know, where you, what you and I believe passionately, and I think is, is that, that worked for people when they're making gobs of money and they didn't have to hunt for business. They didn't have to be great salespeople um, for a lot of years in real estate. And that's going away. And, and with, with the shift in the marketplace and, and the gap in this pipeline of sales and transactions because of interest rates and affordability index and all this stuff, you have to do something different to get business now. You, you, can't, you can't go spend 15 grand and hope that you're going to get 3% conversion 14 months from now. You, um, people are going to die. You know, their businesses are going to die before that. So, Yeah, I mean, if you think about, I think Tristan actually said it best, um, a mutual friend of ours. Um, and he said it in a really unique way that actually piqued my thought process more so than I probably had been prior to that. Um, but he made a comment about how when he started buying at, or buying leads slash buying, you know, paying for ads, it was before really anybody else was doing that. It was kind of in the in the time of like zip code where you can kind of monopolize different zip codes. Um, yep. And because he got there first, he's still doing well with them, right? <laughs> so the reality yep. is, is people who are starting to spend $1,500. I mean, honestly, $1,500 a month right now is going to get you literally zero. I mean, truly. Um, so, and we've experienced that and that's where I really want to take this conversation because I've been in business for almost nine years. I did Facebook ads finally, officially, like almost seven years in. Um, and I waited a long time, um, because I really, really believed that it was so important for the presence that you have on your platform to add credibility to when someone finds you or when someone consumes your information through an ad. Um, and I didn't feel like my presence was justified at that time leading up to that. And then once I did open the floodgates to it, this is where you come in so beautifully into this conversation of we were very, very hyper targeted when we actually started doing ads. Uh, yeah. And because of that, we had the success that we had. Yeah. Um, but most people don't do that. Right. So I really want to talk to you about that aspect of it. How okay. do, how do we leverage organic? Because I know you're obviously a huge organic fan as well. Uh, oh, yeah. How do you go from organic to paid? And, and what does that transition look like for a real estate agent who might want to leverage you? Right. I, I think if people think of organic, um, just, just the, the way that they can think about it to make it easier to comprehend the how everything plays together is organic is your brand and reputation. And if you think of your brand and reputation, brand um, starts to exist when somebody has the opportunity to observe you over and over and over again to the point that they form an opinion about you. 
and 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 I you probably I've said this on stage, so people have heard this, but um, you know, I I do my yard. I'm I'm a you know, I like my yard. I'm very particular. I edge the grass. I hedge my 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 bushes. And uh, I went to a community event after living it where I lived for 12 years. And there were people that were like, oh, you're the yard guy. And I'm like, I'm the what? But they had only ever observed me in my yard for all those Saturdays that they drove by my house. So, so I, I formed a brand or reputation with those people as the yard guy, which is, which is weird. That's not who I intended to be. Um, but in business, we have, we, we can be intentional about how people observe us. We can be intentional about the reputation we create. They just have to observe us in that over and over and over. And so once you have a brand and reputation, then, then it makes more sense to start to target the people who have an opinion or belief about you because you already have the clout, the authority, the attention of those people because they know who you are. Yeah, absolutely. It, a billion percent. And I think that that's the power with, with Instagram specifically, right? Like if we can leverage one platform and do it really, really well, we're, we're, in my opinion, we're cranking, right? I think there's a lot of people who want to be the jack of all trades and I think it's exhausting, frankly, as someone who's been in business for a long time, not as long as you, but um, definitely been in the game for a while. Like, I don't want to be everywhere all the time because I can't be right. I want to do who I want to do what I do and I want to do it really, really well. And then, yeah, if I'm going to have a little bit of a presence here and there, it's going to be good, but it's not going to be as great. Right. So, um, I loved what you said though, about brand. So I, I actually wrote it down. I said, brand starts to exist when someone starts to be able to consume you over and over again to the point where they're like, how do I buy what you have? Right. Because yeah. they're just bought into that. Um, one of the things I really love about Red X, and it took me a while to really understand it to its fullest, I would say, and full transparency, right? Because it's a complicated yeah. concept. Um, but one of the things that I really have come to love about it is that you guys have the ability to hyper-target a very specific kind of section of data, right? If you will. Yeah. Um, so we talked about this offline and I'm going to bring it online because one of the things that we teach people how to do is to really focus their marketing on a specific message to a specific avatar or a specific type of people that they want to consume um, or sorry, that they want to work with uh, and produce content for that individual. Now, where that ties into Red X and from what I'm seeing is if you're creating content for a very specific type of person, where does that person live, right? What kind of metrics can you track um, our proximity to certain locations, I think is obviously part of that. Um, mm -hmm. so talk to me about like, I'm just going to use myself as an example, cause it's the easiest, um, in my brain, yeah. but if I were to decide to go start selling real estate tomorrow, no desire to, um, at this current time. But, um, if I were to say I wanted to tomorrow, I would hyper-focus on working with military spouses or military families. And I would also even nurture that down further because this is where the, the magic happens, in my opinion, to active, like very high fitness oriented families, right? So you yeah. have the military combined with fitness. My husband is a strength and conditioning coach for the military. I work out six to seven days a week. It just depends on the week. Um, I've been a competitive CrossFitter. I swam competitively for 22 years. Like it is in my blood. So why that's so important is I could talk about all of those things until I'm blue in the face. 
So how do we take, how does a real estate agent who knows them themselves that well, right? And says, these are the types of people that I want to work with. How do we leverage Red X? So um, let me, let me answer your question in, in a way that is, is contrarian. Uh, let me show you, let me tell people how to do that without using Red X first. Okay. Um, and, and, and it's, you do that in two ways. You, you target your audience through messaging, which again is the organic, yep. um, using the social media algorithms. Um, that takes more time because it, it takes more time for them to figure out who to put your stuff in front of but through messaging. So as soon as you start talking about CrossFit all the time, right, they will start to recommend and put that in front of people that that resonates with. And, um, and that is, that's getting harder because of, of how many people are creating social media content. This goes back to, if you, if you did this in early days of, of Instagram, I, I mean, you weren't competing with that many people. Right. Um, so, <clears throat> but you can still do that. And if your content's good and you, and it resonates with the, the, the audience and you're talking to the target audience, uh, then that will happen. So let me, uh, I don't want we could do a whole hour on just how to do that the right way, but I at least want to have people go, Oh, that was a good gold nugget here. So, um, you do that by understanding the mindset of the people, which is why Michelle, the example you're giving is, well, they're me right? You go, great. So what are the questions you have in your head around fitness? You know, where is the overlap of fitness and military and real estate? Uh, because that is you. So you just moved, right? Yeah. And, and, and I, and I, we've, we've chatted or texted a few times over the last week and your life is chaos mm -hmm. when you move, right? I mean, you're at a coffee shop because your internet decided to go out. <laughs> so all of those things that have to do with moving, um, and, and those are things you're experiencing right now. Are you still getting a workout in sure right am. now? Okay. Yep. Well, so that that's a big deal because that's a problem and a solution that other people like you have. And it's all around real estate because you just moved. So anybody else who is in the process of moving that also is trying to get a workout in that is experiencing their internet going out and all the chaos of moving. As soon as you talk about that over and over and over again, eventually the algorithms are going to go, I know who to put this in front of, yeah. right? Um, and 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 they're good enough that all of us think they listen to our phones, right? I mean, they're like, oh, I was just talking about this. Um, yeah, because you're clicking on links, you're pausing on your scroll to watch that one video a little bit longer and and you're doing that. And so so when you get inside the head of, of your target audience and understand the pain points, the problems, the questions, everything they're experiencing at a particular point, point in their life and you speak to that the algorithm will help you find those people and and you can build a reputation with those people so that that that's the first way but when you say how do we use red x i mean I'll, i'm going to i'm going to take the magic out of what we do um for people all we do is there's masses massive amounts of big data that exist um and we have it so we know what magazine subscriptions people have right? We, we know if they have pets or if they don't have pets and what kind of pets. And it's all based on your, your, your internet usage and your credit card usage and what you buy. And, and all we're doing is on top of what you could do with the algorithms, we're just saying, well, let's narrow down that group of people to the right as, as close to the right audience as we can get 
before before you start doing all of your organic. Because you still do the organic and let the algorithms work. But as soon as you get those people and upload them into Instagram, you can you can then boost that content to those specific people. Yep. So all you're doing is just giving you're you're just giving your organic content a better chance to resonate with the right people. So um and for you, the examples you gave is is, you know, we know if people identify as is um, a veteran or not. We know what kind of loan types people have had, uh, whether it's a VA loan or not, um, mm-hmm. whether they're living in a house with a VA loan. So, you know, there's there's things that that we can use in big data to narrow it down to who you're talking about. Um, and like um, even within proximity, right? Like if you said proximity, they have to be within a 10 mile radius of yeah. gym. Like getting yep. that detail oriented is it's fascinating to me. Yep. Yep. So you can pull up a map and you could say, give me all of the people in this area. And then from all of those people, let's narrow it down to the exact person that I want to reach out to and communicate with um, and and put my videos in front of and and target. So at a higher level, if you don't want to get so specific of the example you gave of active military and CrossFit and right, um, and somehow going to do a transaction, if if people don't know where to narrow it down to you go back to the the data that we've been selling for for 20 years it's um expired listings fisbo you know for sale by owner um vacant rental properties uh, owners of those those property like these are people who want to do something in real estate right now they yep. want to do something in real estate and if you go back to the the, the what we do is say okay well what pain are they experience an expired listing is pissed off, frustrated, maybe even regretful. Right. So once you know that and you speak to that, and then you target that content to those people, they're going to pay attention and you're going to get through the noise of, of everything else that's on social media because you're speaking directly to the problems. And that's, you know, that's what their subconscious is trying to solve. So they're, they're more likely to pay attention to your organic content anyway. Well, I think there's, there's two, there's lots there, but I think there's twofold. If you look at it from let's be organic first and then leverage paid, right. Or let's be paid first, then create content around that. I think both directions here are, it's honestly fascinating. It's just the word that comes to my mind because when I think about it from a perspective of like, if I'm the military realtor who specializes in working with families who are husbands and wives that are military and also like to CrossFit right. Or run ultra marathons like my husband, because he's freaking nuts. Right. Um, there's a specific type of person that experiences certain things in that, right. Like if you're in the middle of moving, how do you get a seven day free guest pass to a gym so that you can work out while you're in the middle of moving, right? Like that's a a literal thing that we just had to experience. Um, luckily we have a home gym, but like it took a while for it to get set up, right. Once you move in, you have to set the whole thing up and it takes a few days, Um, so what do you do in the interim? Um, and so having knowledge of where are the best trail running parks nearby? Cause my husband's running a 50 K ultra in two months, right? So like he has to run 14, 15, 16 miles tomorrow and Sunday. So like knowing where those places are is really important. Um, so it creates all of this thought in your mind, right. Of if I'm going to produce content, on social, which is, I I have a point to this, right. But, um, if you're going to produce content on social, who are you talking to? And if you know who you're talking to, you know what they're dealing with, 
right? right? So can you make a value series, which is my bread and butter, right? Creating a value series, which is one topic divided into five sub questions. And each of those five sub questions is a 90 second or less video creating a series over the course of the month. So can you create an entire series based off of how to work out when you're in transition from one city to the next, right? If you're in the middle of getting ready to move and you're like, how do I work out when I'm in the middle of moving, right? Well, it, um, it's, then use Red X's data to leverage it. Right. And, well, and, and here's the other thing is you don't have to use Red X's data to find your target audience either. Another, the strategy we most often teach is take the pool of people who are raising their hand because they want to buy or sell real estate right now. Start with that and then your messaging will find. So if you start with all of the expired listings in your marketplace from the last 12 months that still haven't relisted, all of the for sale by owner listings, right, that, that are in your marketplace. Uh, if you started with a pool of that and still did exactly the, the CrossFit and how to get a gym in that series, of those people who want to do a transaction, you might find one or two people who are the CrossFit military and also are already trying to sell their home or they're, or they are expired and they're, they're looking to relist with a new agent. That's the, that's the real that's power it. of what we do. That's I mean, is yeah. I so. love that so much. Cause that really is the magic. Like if you think about it, it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm already, I'm already buying this data, like hypothetically. Right. And if you focus on find, finding your person and you're really confident in that. And I, I just had a conversation with someone earlier about this and I want to get to the mindset piece too, but um, he was talking about imposter syndrome and he's like, Michelle, how do you overcome imposter syndrome? Yada, yada. Right. And I said, honestly, lots of therapy, haha. But um, more, more importantly, like it's who it's being really confident in just who you are and what that means and knowing that you're, you're not going to be for everybody. And that's perfectly okay. Um, but where that ties into is a lot of agents are in, in anywhere, agent mortgage doesn't matter, right? People are really afraid to be that confident in a, a discussion, a specific niche around a discussion, right. like CrossFit, um, in a military community, people are like, oh, I'm limiting myself so much when in reality, I feel like you're actually making yourself way more attractive to the audience of people. Right. Um, and I, so I, what I, what I want you to tap into here, um, if you can, which I know you can, but if you would, um, is the agent who's saying, Curtis, I want the data, but I don't want to get that specific. Like Michelle's talking about, can I still be successful with red X data? Right. That, uh, that's a great question. Um, we have tens of thousands of agents that don't use social media at all that use the data by knocking on doors and doing that. You can find transactions. Um, but because we're talking about social media, I, I would say, I would say th th that person's asking the wrong question, and and it has to do, and it does transition into mindset because the the you have to look at social media different. It's not about likes and followers and and all of those vanity metrics. Those may not result in, in business. They don't equate and, to dollars in your bank. No. Account. And, and so then, so when somebody says, well, I don't want to get that specific, I'm limiting myself. I go to, to what, what is it that you want? So what are you hiring social media to do in your business? And, and if ultimately, if ultimately you want it to help increase your production, increase the amount of business that you do, then, then you need to, you want to get specific because here's what happens. 
there's only 4% of, of, of your marketplace, 4 to 6% of your marketplace that's going to do anything in real estate this year, right? Um, a little bit more on the mortgage side uh, in a market where a lot of people are refinancing, which is not the market we're in right now. No. But, um, you know, so 4%. So when when you say, well, I don't want to limit myself, well, what are you doing? You're, you're marketing to 100% of your geographic area or the internet when only 4% of them are going to help you increase your business this year. And so the more specific you get, especially if you, if you target people who are at the point of wanting to do a transaction, um, then you are going to find the people who want to do business now and resonate with who you are. And so, um, so it's a hard question to say, will they be successful? Sure. I mean, it, but it, but what are you trying to accomplish? Because if you're, will you be successful in getting a whole bunch of followers? Uh, you're probably more likely to get more followers if you don't niche down in the beginning. Yeah, I would say upfront, um, for sure. But but um, but you're probably going to do less business. <laughs> yeah. So um, in in the short term, if you want to do more business now, you need to niche down and you need to target people who want to do real estate transactions. So you're finding your target audience within everyone who's put a flag in the ground saying, I need to sell my house right now. Yeah, no, it's, it's so true. And I think you have to decide what race you're running. I think that's the most important thing here. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the big part of this discussion and kind of the elephant in the room, if you will, like, I, I don't know what your experience is with being president of red X, but this, <clears throat> this is going to go on a tangent conversation. Cause I think it's relevant. Um, I started my company in 2014. I would say the very, the first two to three years, you have this like crazy exponential growth because of the nature of starting a company that is in a niche that you're needed. Um, and then you have this kind of plateau piece, right? Where it sort of things start to level out a little bit. Um, you start to realize that there's some holes in your game. If you want to get to the next level, there's some pieces that are missing. Um, and then insert for me, the creation of beyond the method and, for all intents and purposes, shit just exploded, right? Yeah. Um, and it became an opportunity for me to really have a very big voice in a very oversaturated market um, where I don't believe, and I, I can wholeheartedly confidently say that nobody does what we do, but I think that that comes with uh, this semblance of, did I run my own race? Am I running too slow? Um, did I produce content the right way? Um, in order to sustain myself, um, am I producing the right content? Um, and then at what point now do I say it's time to leverage data, right? Right. Because I guarantee Red X probably has, and this is hypothetical, but I guarantee that you guys probably have data of all the realtors and loan officers who have ever inquired about social media help to some extent, right? So it's like, there's, there's the data, right? And at right. what point do you leverage that? Um, so I think it's, are you running the, I want to go slow, but I want to last forever race. Or are you running the, I want to get a transaction and I want to get it tomorrow and I need it tomorrow to put food on my table. And then I'll worry about what happens after that. After. Right. So, so I think that the, the, the dollar signs matter at this point in the conversation, because because you can get data at such an affordable cost. Like an, a real estate agent can come get all of the expired cancel withdrawns in their marketplace for 60 bucks a month. 
right? And and right. and you you can even pull the last twelve months. We don't charge any extra from that. Like you you can get data at such affordable cost, and then so data is inexpensive. And then the other inexpensive piece is you're not lead generating on social media, which costs a lot of money. That's the fifteen hundred dollars in ad spend that you're trying. That there, you know, people have have forgotten that that social media's job is to maintain the attention of the of the audience, and you can for very inexpensively boost your content. Because again, you're you're not trying to generate a lead. You're trying to build a brand and reputation. And so for a couple dollars a day, not $1,500 or $2,000 a month, for a couple dollars a day, you could pay Facebook or Meta to put your organic videos in front of new people every day that are all at the point of a transaction. You know, so, so we're talking a couple hundred dollars a month with a full strategy that will that is building your brand and reputation because you're still doing that organic content. You're just expediting the transaction portion portion of that by saying, hey, let me boost this to people who I know are trying to do real estate right now. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of what we're talking about that really is different than anybody else out there. When you say, I don't know anybody else doing this, I go, yeah, because everybody else is trying to get your ad spend. Everybody yeah. else is charging you 2000 bucks a month and then paying you know, some, some agency Five hundred dollars to run ads for you, and and they're making all that money, and and, and not I'm saying anything for you. <laughs> no, and and when I'm well, they're generating leads that take fourteen months to possibly close at a three percent close rate. Um, but and what we're saying is your your brand and reputation matters, so you've got to focus there. That is the long game. The short game is just hey, for pretty inexpensive, you could take that and you could just try to find the people that resonate with who you are within the pool of people who want to transact in the next 90 days in your marketplace. And, and so I, I think the answer is, is uh, you can do both. Um, um, you can, it, it's not that it's two different races. It's, it's, uh, you, it's always the long race. You want to build a long, you know, a brand and reputation it's just if I told you you could also capitalize on some transactions from that same content along the way, isn't that something you would want to do in your business? Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's a no brainer, mm-hmm. um, and it actually it, it piques my interest, and it piques I'm sure everyone listening to this. It, it begs the question of why haven't I done this sooner? I think for a lot of people, um, and I think that the most important piece to me in general and like the the message that I try to put out and why I love this podcast and and getting to interview people like you so much is it's we are both so wildly passionate about what we do and I cannot tell you how many messages I get from people who are like Michelle I know nothing about Instagram and I don't really care but where do I sign up because like if you're as passionate about Instagram as you are like wow Instagram to me is just this random app I have on my phone like you eat, breathe, sleep it. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Um, and you heard us eat, breathe, sleep data and how to leverage it. And it's like, there's something really, really fascinating about leaders who are that passionate about what they do. Um, and I think we're a very small pool of people. Um, and that's really, really fun. Um, and also I think ties into why you and I are in the positions that we're in and and why we have the opportunities that we have, but um, there's a really big question you and I talked about offline and I'm going to transition us because okay. I think the world needs to, to listen to the two of us 
very successful leaders in our own right, in our own spaces, um, agree to lovingly disagree. Right. Um, because I think that there's value in that. Um, and it also shows that we can be different, but we can also be the same. And I think that that's an important message. So, um, for me personally, I believe that you not having a presence personally is something that is a struggle for me to understand, right? Because I, I value my personal brand so heavily. And I know that people are waiting to see what kind of random story I post. And I know people can't wait to see pictures of the house as it's being built. Yeah. Um, and I know that people like, they really want me. They want that um, because that ultimately helps them decide whether or not they're going to hire us, um, which is incredible. Right. And then you, right. on the other hand, um, you have little to no personal presence whatsoever, but Red X as a company has a massive mm-hmm. presence on really mm-hmm. all social platforms, including, you know, Facebook groups and all of that, which we talked about. And, and obviously emailing is a huge part of that, but yep. you yourself don't have the personal brand that I believe you should. Um, and I want you to talk about why, um, kind of okay. where your head's at with it. Um, yeah. I, I want to just talk through it. Um, so it's the pause between pre podcast conversation. Now, you know, I probably have a better answer than, than, than what we talked about earlier. Um, but first off, I, I do have a, an Instagram account. I set it up the last time you made fun of me for not having an Instagram account. <laughs> and Which for uh, everyone was like three months ago. So, and, and yeah, it was like three months ago and I got up on stage and the only people who are following me are the people that were at that conference, you know, because I haven't done anything else to, to, to really build that Instagram account. Um, and, and, and just for the listeners, what I told Michelle Nabeen, I said, I I haven't yet determined whether I'm going to build that Instagram uh, account or not. And I think um, your exact words were because I haven't hired you guys yet, but yeah. Yeah. Because I haven't hired Michelle to help me build it yet. Um, I, I, I think this is is going to resonate with a lot of people because as as extroverted as I might seem when I'm on stage or on a podcast, I, I'm kind of not. I, I'm more introspective. Um, uh, my my only trait when we you know back to profiles and these things is is that I just want to slay dragons and and win and 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 build empires and and do that. Um, being visible is a hard is a harder thing for me to do on social media, especially when I bring my family and my personal hobbies and and some of those things into play. And I think that resonates with a ton of people. Um, and so, uh, but here's what I would say: where where we don't disagree is that personal brand matters. Um, it to me, I would say. It's just doesn't matter to me on certain platforms. So when, 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 you know, it does for Red X and, and we have tremendous engagement and um, conversion and we get people on our newsletter. I mean, we have a 65% open rate uh, on our newsletter with hundreds of thousands of people doing that because it's, it's very educational content and things like that. Um, so we are engaging in a social way uh, as a brand, as, as a logo so to speak, which is harder than a personal brand, by the way, because, because 
you know, for Red X, it, there's still means different things. Some people just means, oh, you find phone numbers. And to some people, oh, you help help us do social media or or whatever. Um, but for me, my personal brand exists. It just doesn't exist on Instagram. And and it, but it, it exists in other places. I I have I have very strategic um, WhatsApp groups. Uh, I have very strategic sig signal uh, groups. I try to move over to signal and, and have some strategic groups there. Uh, I, I have, um, so, so personal brand matters and I do put things out there. I, I just, I just narrow it down to a very specific audience, which is true to how I believe people should do business is, is I, I hone in so much, um, on who my target audience is that I bring them into the platform that resonates with the two of us the most. Um, yeah. but that does, that doesn't mean I couldn't grow and, and get a following and provide value, um, in Instagram. Uh, like I said, I'm, I, I'm not, I haven't said no to Instagram yet. Uh, I just haven't jumped in either. And, 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 and so that's probably, I'm, I'm where other listeners are is you just, just freaking sign up and hire Michelle's <laughs> team to help you do it. Well, I think what's interesting about that, and, and I appreciate you saying that, but a lot of people might be wondering, well, why is Curtis on a podcast about Instagram <laughs> or that, that specializes in it? And I think this is what I need people to hear me say. Um, Curtis has taught me a lot, right? And, and we've only been friends for a very short time. Um, we had a very special bond very quickly. Um, and my COO happens to live where you live. Um, yep. And so we have a lot of things that kind of organically crossed paths um, and created a lot of opportunity for both you and I. Um, but what I really, really love about this conversation and why I really wanted to have you on the show was because I teach people how to create a presence that matters, right? More importantly, creating a presence that makes people feel something yeah. uh, and makes people actually want to talk to you um, and makes you as the person producing the content um, one, feel confident in the production of it, meaning you know what's getting put out is good. Um, and two, you know how to have conversations with people about things that you're actually passionate about, which leads to you continuing to produce content, right? right. And you and I both know in business, especially our businesses, if someone's not invested emotionally in what's happening or in doing what they need to be doing, they won't do it, right? Um, if you, like, for example, um, if I hate the color orange, but like my branding colors are all orange, every time I open Canva to like produce content, I'm going to flip and yeah. hate it. And I'm not going to keep doing it, right? Because I don't like it. Right. Um, and that's a really silly, but very relevant example for social specifically. And I talk to people every single day. I have sales calls every day of the week, Monday through Friday with people who say, Michelle, I hate my brand colors and I don't know anything about Canva. So I don't really know how to get in there. I don't know what to do. I like, I hate the company colors that I work for, yada, yada, yada. It's all the same excuse, right? right? And that's exactly what it is. It's an excuse as to why you're not producing it. Right. So if you're not producing it because you hate the colors, guys, guess what? You're not married to the brand colors, right? So change it because then if you, if you actually produce content in coloring that you love, you're going to keep doing it. Um, and where I'm going with that is the conversation here was how can you produce content that you love? Yeah. Why does that matter? And then how do we scale it? And I'm a huge proponent for organic first scale afterwards. And yep. the biggest the biggest piece to what Beyond the Method does is we teach you how to scale in your DMs, 
right? We teach you how to actively prospect in a very strategic, very structured way um, and have 225 conversations a week. That's the top of your funnel. If you times that by four, that's over a thousand or almost a thousand new conversations per month, right? If you create the funnel, that number at the bottom is obviously a lot smaller. So the number of new transactions you're um, starting, we have clients who get five, we have clients who get 10, we have clients who get one every month. It right. depends on their activity in there. But here's where you come in, Curtis, and where I really just am so obsessed with the thought of this is if somebody can couple what we do with Beyond the Method and we what, how we teach you to create prospecting opportunities for yourself in these really specific categories based off of who you really want to serve, who you really want to talk to, and then you buy data to push yep. that content to, not only yeah. are you going to convert higher with Beyond the Method because we're teaching you the sales psychology behind how to do so, how to have better conversations, how to have more passionate conversations, and how to actually create content that matters to the person yeah. that you're trying to attract. So you're going to convert higher once you're on the phone organically through what right. we teach. Now yep. imagine if you couple it with Red X, like if you're not watching this um, visually <laughs> and you're listening to it, I'm like making all these hand gestures. But um, the reality is guys, this is like, I'm going to say this because this is my podcast and hopefully it doesn't offend anybody, but like, this is fucking mind blowing, right? Like if you actually think about those two things, but here's what 95% of people are going to do, Curtis, they're going to listen to both of us and they're going to say, man, these two, they're so right. And they're going to not make an investment. They're going to say it's too expensive or the market's really bad or blah, 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 keep right. going down the road. Right. Yeah. And I, so, so for those people, I would say, um, a couple of things. Yeah. I want to loop it back to even the, even the question of, I, I don't have a big personal brand, yeah. um, uh, channel or, or following, um, is when you said at the end of the day, and, and actually one thing I loved about what you guys do is the whole DM strategy. And beca because at the end of the day, um, when, when you're involved in a transaction that, that is so big, like we started the podcast, a massive transaction like a loan or or the sale or purchase of a home, it's highly, highly emotional. And when things are emotional, we as humans want, we want human interaction. We want to connect with people. And, and so to me, at the end of the day, social media is a means to those conversations. And and if someone is someone is looking at at their business and they're going, I don't have enough conversations. They should absolutely start, start having those conversations through building an online presence in social media. Um, um, and, and I have channels that are facilitating hundreds and thousands of conversations on a weekly basis. But if I were, if as soon as those diminish, then, then I need to think about Instagram differently. Right. I would need to think about Instagram as a place. And if and if an if an agent or a loan officer or or a salesperson is out there listening to this podcast and they're going, Well, I'm not having enough conversations, oh, yeah. you you need to start looking at, at at Instagram as a way to facilitate those important conversations that you have with real humans, uh, because because that's where business and impact is made. I also, I feel like we need to go backwards to another piece here. So there's so much there. I wish we had another, <laughs> um, but 
Uh, we don't, but we'll just have to do it again. It's fine. Um, we'll have we'll have another episode when Curtis actually has a strong Instagram presence down the road. Um, <laughs> and then I'll get to make fun of him again. Um, that's just my way of saying that I love you, Curtis. But really, um, I think the other piece to this that's really fascinating to me too is for those of you guys who are listening and like you're already spending money on ads, you're already spending money on data with Red X, hopefully, right, or whoever it is. Um you have a, an opportunity here too. And I think that that's what we've been skirting around and talking about yeah. in kind of an indirect way is if you're already buying the data and, or you're already buying the, the visibility, if you will, let's just call it that. Um, you have an, and you're converting. That's what, that's my key phrase. If you're already yeah. buying the data and you're already buying the the eyeballs through ads and Red X's situation or similar, right? You're already capturing eyeballs. Um, but you have an opportunity to convert higher, right? And that's what we're really talking about. Because if you already are converting, fantastic, awesome, great, good for you, right? That's the whole point. Um, hopefully you're converting higher than 3%. Um, but how can we go from 3%? How can we go from 5%? How can we go from that to 10 to 15 to 20, right? We capitalize on the data we're buying and we couple it with a very strong presence that adds credibility to your name. Um, you right. couple it with value, um, you couple it with a personality for goodness sake. And I think that that's a big thing to not miss. Um, if you consume me on social, you know, I love talking about my kid. I love talking about my fitness. I love talking about my family and my husband. Um, and I love freaking love talking about Instagram, right? And you're going to get all of it because at the end of the day, I'm a real mom. I'm a real wife. I'm a real person out living in this world. Um, and that's really attractive to a lot of people because it makes you yeah. approachable. Right. Right. Um, so if you're converting already, but you're, you don't have the presence, it's like a meeting of these two beautiful worlds, yeah, a, a force multiplier. And it's you incredible. Know. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's such a special opportunity. And then on the flip side, if you're listening to this and you're in my in my audience per se, and, and you're already using Beyond the Method and you're already converting and producing good content on Instagram, but you want to scale that and you want to make it. So like, yeah, my value series kicks ass. Now, how do I put some money behind it to make sure it's in front of all of the expireds in my city? You need to call Curtis, right? Like that's right. what we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like I'm not doing a good job at explaining both the top down or bottom up, however you want to say that phrase. No, but I... I I, th I hope they got it. I I think it makes sense to me, but that's why we're that's why you and I are talking about it and wondering yeah. why isn't everybody else doing this? Is is um I I would say, uh, if you have a reputation, <clears throat> you know um, here's an example in in our city they just put in a jack in the box, which they don't. It's the first one in the state, and. And I don't get the appeal because I grew up where there were Jack in the Box restaurants, <laughs> but there was uh, there was a line ten miles long, right? No, it's not. It's not good. But they had a reputation with these people, and so when the opportunity to do business was presented at the right time, there was there was a three mile line long or a three mile long line, right, to do that. And and but. But the way they still ha they had a reputation, but they still had to go put marketing in front of those people to say, I'm going to be we're opening a restaurant on this date at this location. 
you know, today that's the advertising that created the opportunity for the people where they had a reputation. Now they did that by buying every commercial on every station, every billboard, everything, right? Because they targeted the entire marketplace. What if, what if they were able to say, I only am going to put an ad in front of all of the people who I already have a reputation with that I know want to come buy a gross taco or a gross burger, right? They, they, they could have cut all of their ad spend by millions and millions of dollars. The, and I don't even know if that analogy landed, but this is what we're talking about. If you had enough money, you could buy every billboard and every ad and every shopping cart and every park bench in your city and you would you would capture massive market share. And you could do the same thing just by creating a reputation, finding the people, starting with the people who are going to do, you know, real estate this year and putting your content just in front of them. And, and, and when you talk about like in the marketing world where it's, it's CPM or, you know, it's, it's your cost per thousand people is kind of what they look at your cost per thousand people on boosting your organic content to the people who want to do transaction is so infinitely smaller than spending 1500 to $2,000 a month to try to generate a lead. It's crazy. It is. Yeah. If you really think about the numbers, which is, I know a love language of yours, why people aren't doing it is it drives me nuts, frankly. Yeah. Um, and even still, uh, I think about like the investment in Red X, right? You're talking about, call it $500 a month at the most, right? If Yeah. And you, you'd have a hard mind. time getting there. Yeah. 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 So. Um, but you could target everything you're producing organically in a way more intentional manner and stop spending $5,000 a month on Facebook yeah. ads. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? Right. Um, and, and on the flip side of it, it's like, if you can create a really killer value series because of everything that we've taught you how to do, and it's a very specific series for a very specific demographic of people because that's who your person is, that's who your right. avatar is. And then you can blast that out to everyone that lives within a certain mile radius of whatever that thing right. is. Let's say you're you do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Jiu like, hell, you could send that video out to everyone within a five-mile radius of a studio. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you do that? Um, and on my course side, right, the course is three grand. So if you're thinking about three grand in dollars and cents and it's a one-time purchase... What is three grand worth to you in the lifespan of your business? And, and these are questions that you and I both as business owners scratch our heads over, right? When people are like, man, that's expensive. Or I don't have the extra cash right now because the market's so bad. Yeah. Find I, a way to capitalize. Um, and those of you guys who will, will crush it. Um, well, Curtis, we could talk forever. I know that. Yep. Yep. Um, but for my audience, I really want them to be able to get connected to you. I think that there's a lot of opportunity for them to be able to chat with you outside of this. So a uh, couple on, in, on Instagram. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Everybody please go <laughs> race and send Curtis a DM on Instagram right now. He's going to hate me. He's going to be like, I don't know how to check my DMs. Um, but everybody um, for them, how do they get connected to you? And then most importantly, um, big question for you is what do you have coming up next that anybody who wants to can get dialed into? Oh man. I, um, yeah, a couple of things. Uh, thank you. Uh, redx.com, redx.com. Um, we'll walk you through the data side, the prospecting side, the social media side, the tools that we have that you, you can always go there. Um, I, it is Curtis fan official on, on Instagram. If you, if you wanted to find me, I do check my DMS. Um, it's mostly my mom. 
So, yeah. you know, um, <clears throat> so that's how they can get connected to me directly. Curtis at redx.com. Always happy to, to engage directly one-on-one. And uh, as a company, we have, we have some pretty crazy things coming up. I mean, our, our new app that, that helps people create organic um, it, it's really like a teleprompter and, and we help guide them through the scripting process and doing that. Um, that, that currently is, is only available to a certain amount of people um, with our product, but, but we are going to open that up and make that available to everybody. Um, and, uh, and that's coming up. We, we are doing together in the next couple of weeks. Um, you, you know, we're, we're doing some big transformative 90 day programs where they're going to get some significant training, uh, on, on different platforms. Of course, Michelle is going to be all Instagram. And, 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 uh, um, we don't want to do too many because to your point, Michelle, you, you have to go deep, not wide, um, to really make an impact. So, um, we don't think people, excuse me, should do more than, than, uh, you know, a couple of platforms, but we're going to go really deep on social media, the strategy, um, and, and, and really help people transform their, their online presence into what they can do. So. I love it. Well, I'm a honored to have had you on here. I think that it's very thought provoking. It, it just makes your brain go in a million different directions. And, um, I think as a, as a high D female, right. Yep. We're always actively seeking new opportunities and, and we're very fast paced by nature. And we like to what's next. How do we do more? How do we get better? Um, and this is what this, this conversation made me feel. And I think that hopefully those of you guys who have listened to it feel that way. Um, but as always guys, please connect to our guest. Curtis is a phenomenal person to chat with. He is very intelligent as you guys can see. Um, and I would say email him directly. I, I don't know about you, Curtis, but I hate going to like the info emails on websites. Yeah. It feels very impersonal and hard to get to the person who I really want to have a conversation with. Um, so if you caught that, um, email Curtis directly, we'll put his email in the show notes as well. So you can email him directly. Um, and then also if you guys loved this episode, I would love for you guys to leave us a review reviews are everything. And it's really helps keep my podcast growing, even when we take a few weeks off of recording. So, um, please feel free to leave one. Um, if you have any suggestions for guests as well, I'm all about it. They do have to be really good at Instagram or utilizing the platform and, and having, a thought provoking conversation around it is the key. So super excited about this one. Um, and Curtis, thanks so much for being a part of this with us. Thanks everybody. Thanks, Michelle. Of course. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow my guests on social media. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review wherever you consume this content.